You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 238 for the week of Wednesday, the 14th of September, 2016. I'm Ben, and ably assisting me with this episode are... Adam. And Justin. And this episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, the pop culture superstore, and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the SH Figure Arts Dragon Ball Super Beerus, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of Mattel's Dark Knight Multiverse Figures. Welcome back, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Yes, it's been a while since I've uh, spoken to you, two uh, gentlemen. It, <laughs> it does work like that, doesn't it? With a, a rotating cast of six, you can yeah. kind of be on the podcast all the time and then realise that, you know, you haven't spoken to co-host X for, you know, three weeks or something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Justin and I are always texting each other about uh, assorted things that we find in mm. bricks and mortar stores. Yes. Uh, uh, so what's been happening, Justin? Oh, you know, just uh, rinse and repeat, basically. Um, <laughs> but both my daughters now work at uh, fast food establishments, so ah. um, because they're such good workers, they get called in basically every day. Oh, and cool. uh, my middle middle child, my middle daughter, um, is so keen for money that, you know, <laughs> and, and she's in year eight, so it's not really a study time. So it's like a not a free year, but I don't mind so much. Yeah. But yep. my daughter's in year 11, you know, they, it's getting a bit much. But, you know, having said that, dad's taxi is just working over <laughs> the time because I live, my wife's a shift worker. So yeah, I don't know whether I'm coming or going most days. And, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, sometimes they finish half an hour within each other as well. So. Oh, make, yeah. make the trip and come back and I'm out the door again cooking dinner and ugh. You're a good man. You're a good <laughs> man. <laughs> Cook dinner and they work at fast food establishments. Yeah, I, I was That's about right. to ask, are there any benefits to uh, this sort of thing? Look, I'll, I'll name it. It's KFC. Um, and <laughs> for comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't get shit for shit. Yeah. Well, I, I don't – I didn't eat it before they started to work there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But any, anyone that comes to the door basically gets like a, a family uh, feed because they they don't have any sort of um, uh, what I forget what it's called like humanity programs where they just pass it on to like you know shelters oh, yeah. and the rest of it. So yeah, yeah. if it's there, it's just thrown out. Yeah. Um. So we get it. Oh, oh look. Oh, to be truthful, I like their um their buns. Those uh little sugary buns, but I can't eat too many <laughs> of those. Obviously, I and I like the coleslaw. Um, yeah. As for the chicken, I I cannot eat it. Oh, really? I really cannot eat it. Um, I have the occasional like if it's spicy, I have a couple of bites. Yeah. But that's that's about it. It's um, probably for the best, man. Yeah. So anyone that comes regret sweat. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Do you get the immediate regret sweat? Like there, you just break out in grease sweat. Well, <laughs> funniest thing. This only happened to me once. I I got uh, vertigo from eating KFC like twenty years ago. <laughs> um, it was just an influx of this 
uh, disgusting, um, oily thing that I would never never eat in normal uh, instance, coupled with yeah. a massive hangover. <laughs> um, I, yeah. That had nothing to do with it. No, I lost my horizon. I could not. <laughs> I could not work out up from down, oh, um, no. and I was just collapsed on the floor. And I could not. I could not. It was like gravity was was pulling me to the floor. I could not stand up. It was terrible. Um, You'll never know what it is because they're secret herbs and spices. <laughs> secret herbs and spices. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my KFC story. But um, yeah, you can't like even the smell. We have so much of it. I yeah. And I'm one who does not like wasting food. Um, yeah. I came from a family with uh, five siblings, so. You know, and it was always grandmothers that lived through the depression. I think it's just been drummed into me over time. Yeah. You know, do not waste food. Eat everything that's on your plate. Blah blah blah. blah. And uh, <laughs> I cannot stand the waste of of that food. So, anyone that comes to the door, here, mate, have <laughs> take this home. <laughs> Doggy bag on the way yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> do you um? Do you guys have Michelle's patisserie? Yes. Yeah. My uh, my mother is retired, and she somehow. Uh, even though she doesn't want to work anymore, she somehow seems to end up getting jobs mm. and she'll have coffee at a place and get to know the people and, you know, something will come up and then she'll say, oh, I can I can come and help you out, you know, over lunch or something. And the next thing she's got a part-time job, yeah. you know, it's three hours a day, three days a week or something like that. Yeah. But um, she, she got a job at Michelle's and I think she was really only doing it for the social aspect and getting out of the house kind of thing. Mm. But she used to constantly text me and go, oh, if you want to drop around on the way home, uh, you know, I've got a mud cake. Uh, or, you know, I've got a such and such. And it's stuff that gets past a certain date mm-hmm. and they can't sell it. But yeah. It hasn't even been touched. Yeah. And so I kept taking it to work. And then mm. it actually it started off as this really novel thing. I became like Mr. Awesome because, you know, I was yeah. bringing in all these you know, kick-ass cakes and stuff that people would have with their coffee, you know, for yep. morning tea. But then even then people got to the point where they're just like, oh, dude, like, and, you know, enough, I'm, I'm the heaviest I've ever been and, <laughs> you know, I just can't help myself. And so, of course, then what would happen is my mum would give me these cakes and so instead of taking them to work, I'd just leave them at home and go, I'll do the right thing and just keep them home. Mm. And then, you know, you're home, no, everyone else is out and then you've just eaten quarter of a mud cake and it's like, yeah. oh, I'm so disgusted with myself. Yeah, and... that's exactly what happens. <laughs> this is awful. I must eat another quarter. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's right. Oh, yeah, I just say half a mud cake, drown my sorrows, eat another half a mud cake. Oh. <laughs> I'm so depressed. Oh, I'm going to have to drown my sorrows with, with more mud cake. <laughs> what about you, Adam? Any uh, any culinary benefits? Um, <laughs> so I'm on, on long service leave now, which is fantastic. Uh, uh, Excellent. Everyone seems to want to go out and have have drinks. So uh, <laughs> I've had about three or four days out of the last uh, nine where I haven't had any alcohol whatsoever, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's different. Yeah, yeah. got to watch those calories there too. Yeah, uh, I think anything would be a um, a reduction in my calorie intake from being on a bid where you're supplied with chocolates and, <laughs> and chips every day. <laughs> Yeah, as you get to that point in your life, you know where where you could basically um, go out maybe three nights in a row and not <laughs> think think a thing about it the next day, like uh, go to work. I used to do that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, and get up to go to work at seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, the thought of that now just sickens me. <laughs> oh, I I think it was probably uh, my first Comic Con was over twenty four years ago or something like that, and. 
uh, I try to do one every year and a couple of mates. We go away for about sort of three, four days and just hang out in whatever city, um, go to the con and whatnot. And we used to just stay up, you know, through the night, eating crap, going out to bars. And as time went on, um, we did it once in Melbourne and uh, I came back and I just felt really unwell. And I, I said to Mrs. Shake, like, I just... I can't tolerate all the crap anymore. Like we were just eating crap food. You know, the guys were buying, you know, so much beer and that. And I just, between that and the lack of sleep. And then it was uh, only a couple of years ago we did one. And uh, when we got down there, um, I sort of said to the guys, look, you know, I've actually brought some cereal because, you know, I just, I can't keep getting up and having crap for, for breakfast, so I'm just going to go and buy some milk from a you know from a convenience store. <laughs> One of the other guys was like, "Oh yeah, I bought my granola." <laughs> Another guy's, "Yeah, I bought some such and such." And then we actually had an apartment, so we went to the supermarket and we're buying all this healthy food and doing these stir fries for dinner and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, that's how you know you're getting old. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, to, thanks guys for that cheery conversation and. Uh, I think maybe we should get things started with some articulated news. This is Major Matt Mason, Mattel's Man in Space, ready for every adventure with all his official equipment. The space station, protected by solar shields. The moon suit, designed for exploration. The space crawler that keeps on going no matter what. Get them together or separately. And share the exciting adventures of Major Matt Mason, Mattel's new man in space. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And we're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And Justin, kicking things off. Yeah, so, um, you know, Marvel are following their tradition of a... Uh, <laughs> when a character's hot, it's hot. Um, so at the moment, we got Koto Bakuyo announcing the, uh, well, they got new hashtag Marvel Comics Spider Gwen Art FX statue, uh, plus statue. Um, so I'm going to read this like a robot because it's the way the sentences are structured in this. So it says, <laughs> Spider Gwen is 3.5 inches tall. Um, I guess that's because she's in a, a, a pretty good squatting pose, actually. It's, uh, Crouch happening. Yeah, it's, uh, you know. All the curves in the right places are too, as well. So <laughs> um, it says, just says here that it will feature the um, magnets in her feet. So I guess there's a base coming along available yeah. April 2017. Um, there's just something about their costume, isn't there? Something about white, pink, and sort of aqua that's, mm. uh, that, that works for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. think that the um, highlights on the shoes, or the, I wouldn't be shoes, but the base of the feet um, really set the set the costume off. If I go to um, Kodo's site, it says that it's going to be 65 uh, US. So just follows yeah. along the line of what they're doing. They've got a Spider-Man coming out as well. And I mean, they, they're going spider crazy at the moment. I uh, I actually think she's quite the breakout character, Spider-Gwen. Like they, you know, you get some of these other characters that are um, a bit fly by night and of course they crank them out and, uh, but, but Spider-Gwen's actually uh, a pretty cool character in the comics, and if you're not familiar um, with her, then there was a storyline where uh, some, like a, a family of villains, I guess, were travelling dimensions and they would uh, track down the, 
the spider being the the spider man of that that earth and basically consume their life essence mm. and uh, by the time they sort of landed on you know um, 616 our peter parker managed to gather the spider characters from many many worlds um, to combat them and on one particular world instead of peter parker being bitten it was actually Gwen Stacy, and so and she's called Spider Gwen, but uh, you know, in the in the actual comics, she's Spider Woman. Um, but um, yeah, she seems to be doing extremely well. I mean, she's they're cranking out the merchandise fast. It's uh, it, you know, I feel sorry for all this. I feel sorry for Wolverine. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. even going back before that, do you remember how popular the thing was in mm. like uh, the early eighties? He had that uh, Hanna Barbera oh. show. He was everywhere. John Byrne series. Yeah, yeah, and then it went to, um, I guess, Spidey took over for a while because a black costume came in. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, Wolverine and, you know. Punisher's had a good run there yeah. for a while. Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. It's funny it, how this. It's kind of weird that, you know, you, you know, as a long time, you know, Marvel fans like we are, that Spider-Gwen and Silk uh, have already got their own Marvel Legends mm-hmm. figures and then there's other characters that's like, you know, I've been reading about that dude for 30 years and, you know, I still don't have a... Uh, a, a, a an Aquarius. <laughs> okay, I wasn't going to go that far. But, um, uh, Ragnar the Reject. Well, you know, even just some of the, the more popular guys out of things like the Defenders. Oh, definitely. You know, a, a Nighthawk or, a, you know, oh. someone like that, so... I mean, as much as I'd like Gilgamesh, I'm, I'm not going to... You should have to tie an onion to your belt and fight the Kaiser for it. <laughs> I know, I know. And I think it's actually a reflection of just what's happening now. I think the you know the the, the noobs are coming in and they're, they're pumping this character. And I see on a couple of the comic book Facebook groups, um, you know, Spider-Gwen's first appearance going for huge bucks already. And yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. But anyway, I mean, yeah, a bit of a uh, digression there. But this is a pretty groovy... I figure I actually quite like that pose. Yeah. I think um, the magnets are a good idea, but the, the bases for these figures from memory are actually quite boring. So Yeah. Uh, are they just like a black panel? But I guess yeah. uh, it'd be a look all right if you could hang it to the side of something. It's a, sort of like yeah. hanging off the edge of a, of a bookcase or something. I think the pose is yeah. one of those you have to get it at the right angle as well. Mm. Front on it looks good, side on it looks like some kind of weird breakdance, and from the back it looks like she's trying to crank out a fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a couple of awkward pose. I think she looked good with Spider Man. So yeah, yeah, very good. All right, um, now Cryptozoic Entertainment. Uh, I never heard of them before, but uh, they do card games and so on and so so forth. Mm. Just had a bit of look around. They do some uh, Adventure Time stuff as well. Um, so they're announcing the release of the DC Bombshells final figures figures on September the seventh. Uh, in the first assortment, we're getting Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, and Catwoman. Uh, these are going to be seven inches tall, which is quite surprising. You know, you think for this sort of style, they'd be a lot smaller. Uh, yeah. uh, they are twenty nine ninety nine, and like I said, September the seventh. So they should be out now somewhere. <laughs> Jeez, uh, DC uh, certainly pumping the bombshells. I mean, I know the statues have been popular, but they really are. Uh, moving sideways into a number of different um, sort of categories with these figures. They're not bad. I don't mind them. But Do you think that uh, with the Wonder Woman movie coming out and how popular she is at the moment that um, they're gearing a lot of their merchandise to female fans or do you think that uh, male and female will just collect these no matter what? Uh, 
Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, mm. Harley Quinn has a, a massive following and it's uh, it's pretty, you know, uh, proportionally the female fans are quite high. I mean, my um, my twins' um, uh, school had their, their book week the other week and, of course, you can come dressed as a, a character from a, you know, book or sort of media or something like that and... Um, you know, my tadpoles went the, the typical six-year-old girl route and, and dressed up as uh, as Elsa and Rapunzel and that sort of thing. And um, there were three girls in her class dressed as Harley Quinn. <laughs> so, and they're six. And then I was walking through, I think it was Big W, one of those sort of big bricks and mortar stores, and they had all the assorted sort of kids dress-up stuff. And, yeah, you can actually buy a, a, a pre-done Harley Quinn set. So you must, they all look the yeah. same. It makes you chuckle a little bit, doesn't it? But the the how how violent and extreme the character has been that uh, <laughs> six year olds are dressing up as her. <laughs> yeah, I'll certainly be pushing my girls towards uh, you know Wonder Woman or Supergirl or Batgirl uh, <laughs> instead of um, Catwoman in her very short skirt with the stockings, etc. Yeah, so. it just sounds like some kind of a uh, police sting. <laughs> Get people on the national register. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, years ago I would have said this is a great thing because people always used to say, you know, we need to get um, more girls into comics. But uh, I think given the state of the industry and the competition with, you know, other media types, you know, getting anyone into comics uh, is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, nice-looking figures, not for me, but, uh, yeah, cool. Okay. So from our good friends at Funko, we have a new The Walking Dead Pops. So in this assortment we're getting uh, Gabriel... Uh, Rosita, Carl in his uh, poncho, uh, Daryl with the, what's that, rocket launcher, <laughs> Jan, and excuse my intru- uh, ignorance, is this Jesus or Jesus in that uh, series? Yeah, it's actually Jesus. Well, there you go, and yeah. Jesus as well. Um, you imagine this was released maybe 30, 40 years ago, They're releasing an action figure <laughs> called Jesus dressed like that. Can you imagine the uproar? <laughs> how, how many people do you think, if you had these on display at your house, would come along and have a look and go, hey, those are pretty cool-looking toys. Um, why is Freddie Mercury holding a baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, come look, at, look, look at that, and then now you yeah. can't unsee it, can yeah. you? Just no. imagine the white outfit, mm. live, you know, yeah. you know, live aid. <laughs> when they did that kick-ass set. Uh, that's they're funny. Very, um, they're very specific figures like that the daryl one is um, very specific to one particular bit of one particular episode mm. um same with carl and his um his, his poncho thing that was i mean all around the same era the last sort of season even gabriel who's been you know avoiding weapons spoiler alert um you know having him hold a gun is uh, very very specific so, well that's how they get you isn't it any little mm. variation any little oh, subtle difference uh, deadpools that they've done yeah, there's no other. There's a pre-order date here, but it seems that uh, it's coming September. So you know, once we talk about yeah. it, and they actually just appear on the shelves there. Don't they? They're good like uh, that. <laughs> it's amazing how we do the news, and then two weeks later they're in stores. Yeah, you know, as opposed to the sideshow statues I order, which are you know two years away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the thing about these pop, uh, pops, especially when they do Walking Dead, is how spot on uh, Daryl's eyes are. Um, <laughs> they really get uh, Norman Reedus' eyes like. Perfect. Even they're just doing one little subtle thing to the circle, and you go, "Wow, that's pretty incredible." <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because he's got very narrow eyes, and so they've just painted on the top of them, which is mm. quite unusual for pops. Like the, yeah, the round eyes is their thing. Yeah. Eh, cool. 
Yeah, further <laughs> from we have friends at Funko, we have El- Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Yay. Um, so I guess people in our age group uh, have very, very, very fond memories of <laughs> Elvira. Uh, she was there during our teenage years, um, and we're quite thankful for that. That's right. So <laughs> the, pre- the little uh, blurb here, TV horror hostess dons her classic black gown and 80s hair, making her a great addition to any spooky collection. So, um, release date, December. Um, Didn't she retire recently? Yeah, I think she did. Finally gave it away. Yeah, I think she did. I think she may still do, like, cable things for Halloween, Mm. but I don't know if if retirement is across the board. But for me, there's something um, funny. I don't know if the photo has been stretched to fit this page or whatever, but the face seems rather oblongish. Um, Yeah. But maybe that's just because of the hair. It's like a trick, trick of the eye. This is that notorious Funko thing of soliciting uh, digital mm. art instead of, you know, photos of the actual item. So, yeah. who knows? Maybe it's also because her body is just so narrow. Yes. Well, mm. That's cool. <laughs> that's it is. Cool. It is. Uh, uh, yeah, moving on to Mortal Kombat uh, 10X, <laughs> Sub-Zero bus coming from Pop Culture Shock Collectibles. Jeez, aren't they doing a lot of stuff now? Um uh, mm. So this is a life-size bust, uh, all the padding, all the details, the helmet, Dang. the ice. Uh, I'm just reading here. There must be a light-up situation with the face. I'm trying to have a look. Yeah, it does look like so it lights up. exclusive feature. Yeah, so standing 76 centimetres tall, uh, life-size. There's a pretty good picture there with, I don't know if that's a sculptor or just someone. It, it is a good shot, isn't it? Cause, it is. You, know, you can actually go, yeah, that is actually life-size. Yeah. Uh, pre-order begins September the 12th and, uh, whoa, <laughs> 1,049.99, uh, estimated chip fourth quarter of 2017. So yeah, this version does not include LED. So I guess the, um, the next one or the exclusive will, um, very, very impressive. Why would it be lit? Hang on. Uh, oh, okay. There's a cryomancer exclusive if you go to, um, Pop culture shop toys, and that one has a. Ah, uh, here we go. Yes, figure with LED eyes and mask. Limited to two hundred pieces, which is not a massive amount. Um, That's pretty slick. I like yeah. the light up eyes. I'm just looking that the the price is the same as well. Yeah, mm. pop culture shop are quite smart the way they do this. It's similar to sideshow in that that if you order directly from their website, you get the that little bit extra. Right for the same price. Yeah, and it's just a, an incentive to go through them, and of course, you know they make more money. Mm. Oh, that's it's quite cool. yeah, it's quite beautifully done. The base has an ice effect as well, so that mm, lights up apparently from some of the photos. So I need a bigger house. Hmm. <laughs> or start charging. <laughs> yeah. <that's> right. <laughs> All right, Adam, scale us back down. Okay, so going back down to a seven-inch scale, which is quite a bit smaller. Um, McFarlane are releasing a Gears of War 4 Dell Walker um, in a Blue Wave Color Tops. Uh, so it's a collector's edition figure. Um, so for those that are unaware, and this is from the blurb, Dell is a former operative in a COG Special Forces unit, went AWOL with his comrade and best friend JD Phoenix after their involvement in a classified military incident. So, hmm. um, yeah. What is, cool. a, what is a Blue Wave Color Tops? No idea. I have. I, I. I don't know what that actually. What like color tops? Blue Is this wave. what they did with um the Walking Dead stuff? They yeah. had some different 
color to the card or whatever it was. Mm. So maybe blue means video games and mm. different colors oh, okay. mean TV shows or something like that. That makes okay. sense. I think. Hmm. Well, this is interesting for a couple of things. It means that uh, seven-inch scale Gears of War, that's been held by NECA for quite some time. So I wonder if NECA have actually decided to sort of let the license go and McFarlane's picked it up. Hmm. Uh, I quite like the, the NECA ones. They're actually very, very detailed. And I've got quite a few of them. And this is interesting. This is um, obviously... Uh, Gears of War 4 and um, J.D. Fenix is, I think, the, the son of Marcus Fenix. So it's kind of like the next generation. Okay. Uh, hmm. Cool. I'll have to keep an eye out for this one. Yep. You also get a uh, downloadable code for in-game content if you purchase this, um, and the code is usable after October 7. Groovy. Hmm. Moving on, we have um, 3-0. This is again changing scale, announcing a 1-6th scale Merle Dixon from Walking Dead and uh, it looks like we've just got a, a bit of a preview shot so it's um, Merle from season two rather than season one so he's got a he's got his sticky sticky um, <laughs> bit of prosthetic there and he's got a guard yep. he's got a kind of khaki pants and top and a white wife beater yeah mm. not a bad um, not a bad portrait no, it's quite good. Yeah, I like that. Geez, uh, a lot of these one six scale companies are really upping their game. Oh, I've seen some really nice stuff coming out recently, like that um, uh, the ga- uh, uh, Game of Thrones, the Hound that we uh, talked about a few weeks ago. I mean, that portrait was just stunning. That was that was Hot Toys quality, uh, you know, easily. Mm. Uh, yeah, must be good being a one six collector. It's probably a bit easier for the artist as well because you don't have to scale it down so far as a sculpt. Mm. You can kind of go, yeah, that's what it looks like in more or less the right scale and you don't have to worry about scaling it down so far and getting weird effects from overreaction. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't mind one of these and then doing a uh, Henry portrait of a serial killer <laughs> custom. <laughs> 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 that's cool. Mm. Excellent. And uh, my final item is uh, from Bandai, and it's a Godzilla Evangelion um, mashup. So they'd previously done a, a Godzilla painted as Neon Genesis from Neon Genesis Evangelion from uh, Unit One, which I thought was just kind of pointless. But this time they've kind of gone a bit all out and um, done a natural mashup of uh, Unit Two in Beast mode. So this is the figure that I have two versions of from two different com- companies, and mash that up with Godzilla and. Um, it's a frightening fucking mess. <laughs> it has I, like a Galactus headrest things. Yeah. It. Yeah. I thought it was actually a lot of fun until I saw the price. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for, you know, 560 bucks US. 560 bucks. Like, I know it's big, but, you know, there's plenty of other figures that are in the, you know, I mean, it's 12 inches tall. Correct. Yeah. But. For five hundred and sixty bucks, mm. snapping. That's um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird, really. And it's clearly just a like a statue piece as well, because um, there's no articulation in it. Yeah, and it's just vinyl. It's uh, hmm. It's I'm thinking I got two kilos of vinyl. I think I got a really good deal with that oversized Jacks uh, Godzilla that I bought when the movie came out for you know whatever it was, eighty bucks. Mm. Hmm. All right. Well, not for me. No, I will pass uh-huh. on this one. 
Hey, all right. Uh, moving on, uh, it seems like if uh, you want really nice action figures made of your favourite uh, DC Comics characters, you have to wait for them to get a TV series. Hmm. And uh, uh, NECA have uh, announced the Wave Preacher based on AMC's adaptation. And are you guys watching that at all? Yeah, I'm robotting back. I really tried. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. I don't think it was too bad. I'm actually, um, I think I've got about two episodes to go, but uh, it picks up. Mm. It picks up as they start to produce some of those. Um, uh, you know, there wasn't sort of a lot of villains happening, but um, obviously uh, uh, the Sacred Killers has kind of pretty much been introduced, but now Hair Star is on the, uh, on the horizon. So, yeah, I might give it another another go. But I've really dropped a lot of TV shows recently, yeah. Ray Donovan's back to the thing I'm watching at the moment. So. Well, in my next bit of news, it seems like if you want decent action figures made of your favourite DC characters, you have to wait till they get adapted into a TV series. And we've got from the good folks at NECA um, the Wave 1 of the Preacher TV series figures with uh, Cassidy and, of course, Jesse. And uh, are you guys watching this? I had no uh, idea that it even started. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first episode, but nothing further on yet. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, it starts a bit slow, and if you're a, a big fan of the comic, it feels a bit wonky. But, um, yeah, it picks up and it kicks into gear, and, and they start uh, to allude to the various storylines and uh, introducing, you know, the, the Saint of Killers and, uh, you know, Hair Star is kind of... Uh, mentioned, etc. So, yeah, they are. I think Seth Rogen is um, quite passionate about this, so I don't think they're going to sort of uh, divert too much. But, um, you know, these are good-looking figures. They look like the relevant actors from the show, and mm. it seems to be a good way to get some beer bottle accessories if you need <laughs> some. Uh, the, the likeness is uh, pretty good. I'd say uh, better on... Uh Cassidy, is it, than uh, yeah, Dominic the, Cooper? The Dominic Cooper one's not quite there, is it? There's mm. something just slightly... He might want to have those uh, Harrison Ford-ish faces that are quite yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the close-up, it's um, it's it's not too bad. You know who mm. it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for these. So. Yeah. Not too bad. Good on Necker. Oh, I like how they're doing cool stuff like that. All right, in my last bit of news, I thought this was the wallet buster for this segment of news, but it looks like that's uh, sub-zero, but this comes awfully close. And a preview of this was shown at San Diego Comic-Con this year, and it is the Sideshow Collectibles Hulk versus Wolverine maquette. And, uh, yeah, as you'd imagine, it's Hulk versus Wolverine. And uh, a bit of an awkward one because uh, it comes with two heads, there's a sideshow exclusive which has the uh, the original head, the the sort of short-eared, whiskered mm. one. And uh, when I saw that with the whiskered head, I thought, oh, hang on. So I did a quick check of Hulk 181, and it, yeah, it looks like it's uh, it's based on that because uh, the hands are pretty much the same. Like the Hulk's got his outstretched hand, and it's it's open, and his right hand is a fist. And yeah, so they've obviously used the that that cover as inspiration for this piece, and. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's 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 fine. Um, it's not blowing me away or anything. Mm. It's not a bad price, considering. Yeah, six hundred and fifty US dollars. Mm. 
and it will be out in around September 2017. Um, yeah, I don't know. Adam, what do you think? Uh, yeah, look, it's a good storyline and all, but I, I'm mm-hmm. not um, 650 bucks into it. I guess the other thing is I also wouldn't be into it for the um, exclusive, not because I wouldn't want, you know, the extra head or anything, but, well, actually, it kind of is. The problem is with the, you know, the kind of um, more standard Wolverine costume, the head kind of disguises the seam line between the head and the, the neck. Yeah. On the original head, it is plain as day that there mm, is. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Look, this is uh, sculpted by Martin Canal, who I'm a, an enormous fan of because he's the man responsible for my Captain America premium format statue. And so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never be able to say anything bad about him. But um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Hulk being absolutely shredded you know, with, with every muscle fibre and vein being visible. I think it's because I, I kind of grew up with that whole Sal mm. sort of feel. So I think this is a bit kind of over the top for me, like the, the huge deltoid sort of poking out. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it. Uh, this is obviously a definite pass for me, I think, for that kind of price. You've just got to love it as soon as you see it. Hmm. Uh, Interesting, interesting. All right. Oh, and I do have one last bit of news. And for those of you that are barely hanging in there with Batman 66 because you've been saturated uh, and drowned in the assorted merchandise, you will be pleased to know that following on the heels of the Hot Toys Batman and Robin, we're getting a Hot Toys 1-6 scale classic 66 Batman TV series Cesar Romero Joker. And, hey, it looks like Cesar Romero. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I do like how they've even captured the uh, the moustache. Yeah. Because... Um. Yeah, that's the thing. He wasn't going to shave it off for any reason whatsoever. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So they had to put the white grease paint over the top and you could see it from certain angles that looked really uh, <laughs> quite obvious. But uh, this looks actually quite fun. Like it's um, They've kitted him, kitted him out pretty well. He's got a, a um, nifty little backdrop and a, what do you call it? Um, oh, it's that weapon. It was... Yeah, it's, yeah, it shoots uh, something or other. But anyway, I think what was interesting was uh, in some of the promo shots, there was a, um, a Hot Toys Bat computer, you know, with the red telephone and everything, but yeah. they said that isn't actually part of it. So I don't know why Hot Toys would produce something like that and then not actually sell it. So Yeah, it's a shame. A bit awkward. Yeah. I mean, this is a really yeah. popular license, so maybe they should make a TV show out of it. Mm, they should. <laughs> they should. There's so much merchandise that, yeah. you know. People would be uh, chasing it. They've really um, gone to town in these wavy hair, haven't they? I mean, yeah. <laughs> they've really added some waves in there. I tell you what, that's uh, yeah, the, the sculptor. That's uh, Bob Hawke esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty darn impressive. Those guys at Hot Toys are some talented dudes. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Uh, all right. Well, that uh, that wraps up the articulated news. And we'll be right back with another listener pick. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string and here comes Spider-Man. Avalanche! 
This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. Hey, AFB listeners. Derek, Derek WC here from Fanholes Podcast and the History of Comics on Film web series. This will be my review for the Robot Damashi, also known as Robot Spirits RX-78-2 Gundam anime version. Robot Damashi is a line of real robot action figures by Bandai, Tamashi Nations, that are generally in the same height scale as one 144th scale Gunpla model kits. Technically, this is a reissue of earlier versions of the RX-78, in the Robot Damashi line. Number 078 was released in November of 2010, and number 78-2 was a May re-release that included new hardpoint attachment parts. The anime version, an acronym for Action, New Imagination, Memory, Emotion, is a redesign of the RX-78 with an anime-accurate sculpt that includes improved articulation, a curved bean blade, and effects parts for the backpack and shield. Number 192 is a purchase from this year and was released February 20th, 2016. The RX-78-2 Gundam anime version was originally listed on Tomashi Japan's website with the standard retail price of 5,400 yen. I obtained mine via Amazon Prime with a flat price of $35.62. The RX-78 is the titular Gundam mobile suit piloted by the lead character from the original Mobile Suit Gundam anime series, Amuro Ray. While the packaging, by all standards, is certainly collector-friendly, I will say that I prefer the flat-top snapper overlays Bandai Tamashi Nations uses on some of their newer figure arts than the more traditional cloned overlay that envelops the tray on this item. The RX-78 comes with five pairs of interchangeable hands and a plastic rack with which to hold the unused hands. The shield has separate parts, so it can either rest on the arm of the Gundam or be handheld with the proper hand type selection. It can also be stored on the rear of the Gundam's backpack. The Hyper Bazooka is also included from previous releases. Unlike the weaponry in previous releases, the anime version does not contain the Beam Javelin, Super Napalm Launcher, or the Gundam Hammer. However, the anime reissue does come with many effects pieces that were not in the original release. The head crest is replaceable so as to simulate the Vulcan cannons or the 60mm Gatling guns stored on the side of the Gundam's head. Blue rocket fire can be simulated from either the boots or the back. Backpack. The beam cannon has its own specific beam fire blast that can be attached to the beam rifle. Lastly, the beam sabers have similar straight beam effects as in previous non-anime releases, but the coup de grace is the curved beam saber effect intended to reproduce the eye-catch sequence from the original anime series. If you like, please go to the AFB forum and check out Derek WC's collection thread for corresponding pictures. This is the second Robot Damashi I own, and the first I purchased of my own volition. The other Damashi in my collection, the Master Gundam, was a gift from one of my good friends and fanholes podcast cohort Mike. If you'd like to know more about Mobile Suit Gundam, check out Mobile Suit Mondays over on the fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. Greetings, people, and welcome back to another audiolicious episode of Name That, 
last we left, we heard this sound of stuff. I have to split! And although this stumped Hellbot, Derek WC from the Fan Holes podcast was able to figure out that was the uh, master of Kung Fu himself, Jackie Chan, from the Jackie Chan Adventures cartoon series of action figures. So great job to Derek, and he got a point in the forum this week. And uh, if you'd like your opportunity, we'll play a new sound right here. See, this is a neat jumpsuit and helmet. I like her long hair. This car's got great lines. But what does it do? Yes, right. And one more time. See, this is a neat jumpsuit and helmet. I like her long hair. This car's got great lines. But what does it do? Just rot. It does a wheelie and a jump. Hey, if you think you know what that is, you know what you do by now. You go over to AFB Forum. That's AFBforum.com. You go find the name of that thread. You make a guess. You get the guess right. You get forum points. You get enough uh, forum points and... Um, you're, you might be in the drawing for a chance at the world's largest ball of string. Um, I don't know. These are just the cards I'm given to read people. So, uh, you know, take it as you will. And if all that's too tough, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can go play the picture version. You can still make guesses in the forum and still get those points for that uh, ball of string, I guess. Um, anyway, this is John. And until next time, peace out. Well, now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And Adam continues his love of SH figure arts. Take it away, sir. Thank you, thank you. So, yes, this is uh, another SH figure art, and as we've uh, already um, introduced previously in the start of the show, this is from the Dragon Ball Super line and it's uh, Beerus God of Destruction now it's interesting because I oh no they have, they said this is definitely Dragon Ball Super technically um, Beerus was first introduced in a Dragon Ball Z movie which was Battle of Gods which then got remade in the TV series um, Dragon Ball Super because that's what you do right you just, no wonder I can't keep up with it <laughs> yeah, like they, they just went and said oh we're starting a new TV series and the first two arcs are going to be the last two movies, redone as TV show. Yay. Um, they did actually reanimate it poorly and everything, so, you know, it's not like they just completely cut, just recut things, so at least they did something original. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, I digress. So this is uh, another Bandai figure. Uh, it was released this year. I acquired mine this year. Um, it's clearly an action figure. It's uh, a pretty decent 
um, price at $51 US because you actually get a decent amount of um, new sculpting. So, mm. you know, the head is entirely unique. There's a tail, yeah. We've had other things with tails, so that can be reused. The pants are probably a fair bit of reuse. Um, there's some interesting things at the back of those, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, the upper torso, I think, would have to be largely new sculpting and new tooling. Um, there's, you know, the Egyptian-style um, neck sash bits. There's the the, the um, crotch-covering sash. There's the the skinny beerus cat-like um, exposed ribs area. Um, the feet are they'd be easily be reused, and I'd say the ankles are probably new. Um, they may have been reused off some other anime character that I haven't seen. So there's a decent amount of new tooling involved in doing this. Um, the packaging is your standard figure arts package. You've got the the window box where you can see the main figure. You can't really see any of the accessories that are in there. Um, it's got the two trays of a uh, tray for holding figure and tray cover, so there's nothing new there. Um, obviously collector friendly. You can take stuff out, put it back in. And I actually found this is one where when I opened it, I didn't have hands explode everywhere. <laughs> is actually partly down to there's not a lot of extra spare hands and, and face parts and stuff like that in this one. Um, so the sculpt is, as I said, you know, there's a lot of original bits and pieces on there. The back of the legs, and I have to compare this to some of the other figures, um, but to make sure that you get a good range on the, the back lift of the leg, they've actually carved out... Um, essentially behind, or I guess where your hamstrings would be in real life. So um, the calf, the, the calf of his pantaloony type pants just folds up neatly into that and um, you get kind of, you know, a bit more than a 90 degree bend going on there. So that's okay. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. The heads clearly take a lot of effort. Um, one of the things I thought would have been almost a given for at least one or two heads would have been to just articulate the jaw. Um, instead, um, there's one with a, an open mouth where he's yawning, um, which I guess is actually an improvement on just having an articulated jaw because it actually allows them to show what a face looks like yawning, particularly on an exaggerated kind of anime cat face where you can see all the, the cheek um, muscles and sinews going on there, which is kind of cool. Um, and it's pretty hard to do that with just an articulated face okay so what's the deal with the yawning face having not watched the yep. show there's obviously something happening here so beerus is the god of destruction who wakes up every how many hundreds or thousands of years um and he wakes up just in tight well uh he wakes up um from a dream about super saiyan gods and goes off to try and find um saiyans and then tries to get them to produce a super saiyan god and blah 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 <laughs> Um, but the, the key point is Beerus spends a lot of his time sleeping right? <laughs> because he's basically meant to be a cat. And as we all know, cats spend most of their lives. Ah, sleeping. gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so that's, you know, it's a cool head to have. The other head is kind of a, you know, um, aggressive mouth open a little bit, glary eyes and just, a a bit of a stern face with mouth closed face. Um, mm. So, you know, sculpt-wise, I don't have any real problems with it. The paint, you know, it's fine. There's not a lot of detail to it. It's largely just um, the flat kind of lavendery 
skin tone of Beerus and um, flat blue for the pantaloons. I don't think there's any washing or anything like that happening on there. So it's all just basic flat tones, um, which is interesting. I think, you know, somewhere on the line with the figure arts um, figures for Dragon Ball Z, at least they've kind of gone, we're not doing washes anymore. We're not doing dry brushing anymore if we can get away with it. Um, which is a bit disappointing because some of the early ones had some really good paint effects like that on there. And now it's just kind of, yep, you get all your basic paints. They're all done well, but it's a bit boring. Mm. <laughs> yep. Articulation. So more or less everything is articulated. I think I got to at least 30 points of articulation when I was doing a count. Um, there's nothing particularly novel. I mean, you've got an ab crunch and waist rotation. There's an articulated neck. Um, it's, it's, you know, yeah, nothing really special. The a lot thing, of it, um, okay. a lot of it actually looks cleverly hidden, like the, the knee joints and ankle joints seem to be, um, sort of very discreet. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the knees again and they're actually, I think they're actually worse than some of the other one. Like it's probably okay or probably harder to do something with pants quite like that. Mm. But when I compare it to, um, like a Goku where he has, you know, similarly fabricy looking pants. I think they've done a better job with the knees on those figures. Um, in terms of it blend, the actual joint itself blends in a bit better with the, um, with the drapery effects because on this yeah. one, once you bend the knee, you can clearly see the, um, joint. Like it, mm. it's an ugly looking joint, but when it's just standing, you know, with legs straight, it, it looks fine. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you know, uh, I think um, I've commented before, I'm pretty sure when they started out, everything had, um, all the joints were plastic pinned. Then at some point they went to metal pins and um, the first points that it became obvious were things like if they had a, a toe articulation. On this one, because of the way that they've done that cut um, to allow the, the legs to bend properly at the knee, you can clearly see the um, the metal pins in the knee, which, you know, for me, it, considering you're going to a lot of, um, seemingly a lot of effort not to paint um, the figure in detail, it then stands out more when you've got flat plastic colour than mm. pin that's metal. So that's, again, you know, kind of a bit of a, hmm, I think it's time to maybe reassess that again, but... At the same time, I, I realise you get better longevity in the joint. Mm. Yeah. Um, accessories. There's, um, so as I said, there's the three heads. There's a total of three left hands and four right hands. So there's um, straight, closed, punchy hands, fist, uh, for both <laughs> right and left. There's one where it looks like it's sculpted to hold a pole of some sort. Um, not that a pole effect or pole part comes with the figure, so that's an interesting choice. Um, there is essentially key blast um, or open palm um, hands, and on the right hand you also get um, kind of a, a crooked um, index finger and extended thumb, which is probably um, from either doing just a single finger going to blast you or um, from, you know, mid-flicking someone in the head with <laughs> a finger to send them flying because that's strong. Um, 
so you know, again, it's kind of an underwhelming array of accessories, but at the same time, you have to offset that a little bit, at least against um, keeping the price down and having just the amount of tooling that would have gone into this. Hmm. So, you know, overall, it's not a stunning figure in terms of, I don't think, you know, if you're a, a kid taking this for a sandpit play or whatever, you'd probably go, yeah, it's all right, but it's not my favourite one ever. Um, I'm happy to just chuck it around and stuff, but it's not the coolest one that I'm going to take a lot of care of. Um, from a collector's point of view, it's nice to have him, but again, there's some issues with it, but at the same time, the price points plus um, the tooling. So I'll probably give this about a 7 out of 10. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think it's a bad-looking figure, actually. Yeah. I think it's quite... I mean, I'm, again, not familiar uh, with the show, but it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, I quite like the design, I guess. Just Yeah. Hmm. There you go. You must have a pretty darn cool display of these now. Yeah, it's getting pretty big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hence why I'm, you know, trying to offload parts of the collection of things that I don't <laughs> display so that I can make room around the place to put things. Yes, and, um, I, I know the feeling well. Yeah, mm. get a bigger yeah. display area for it and see how we go. Yeah, yeah, because you've been building uh, scenery, haven't you, for dioramas? I have. So it's all set up with the scenery. I'm probably going to have to build some more scenery at some point, but see how we go. Sweet. Very good. Yes. All right. Well, that wraps up the Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. RoboCop. Part man, part robot, all cop. The ultimate in law enforcement. RoboCop and the Ultra Police. The only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals. Headhunter and Nitro. <laughs> the Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring RoboCop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. RoboCop. RoboCop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with RoboCaps. We're all here because we collect. So Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And Justin. Yes. Okay. For my uh, first bit, I got uh, for Father's Day, I got a Charlie Brown pop vinyl. <laughs> cool. <Sweet>. Um, <laughs> yeah. Brown-headed kid. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So that's funny. Like, uh, they've been to every single, like, superhero movie with me. They've... They used to open Marvel <laughs> Legends with me all the time and put stuff together and they used to read comic books with me. But, you know, out of the fast display of uh, things they could have got me in that Charlie Brown was <laughs> <laughs> the one they got me. But it's the thought that counts. <laughs> oh, they probably just assume that you've got all the others. Yeah. That, they... that room full of crap that Dad's yeah, got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and also the new Lego minifigures. I think it's Series 16, but it could be wow. 17. I'm not too sure. Um, we got Banana Man and the Ice Queen only because they were the two easy to identify in the, mm. in the pack. But, you know, we went through two just opened uh, packs and um, or boxes, I should say, and um, it appeared that someone had already beaten, beaten us to it to um, grab the Banana Man. For some reason, the, the minifigures that are mascots or dressed up um, go yeah. for ridiculous prices on eBay and they're the ones that get snapped up. Uh, Anyone in a suit. Yeah, basically. Hmm. Um, Banana Man's pretty cool and the Ice Queen comes with some nifty ice swords um, and, yeah, pretty good. I haven't really looked who else is in the... Um, I think there's a 
Oh, I can't remember now, but there's some other cool character selections, but just haven't had time. Probably going out there tomorrow to have a look. Mm. See what else there is. It actually dawned on me recently that uh, we've passed the point where, for the last two years, we've actually had um, uh, Simpsons. Lego. Mm. And, yeah, had two sort of, you know, awesome sets uh, and two series of minifigs, but no announcement of yeah, any continuation. Yeah, the Disney ones uh, came and went as well. It didn't hang around. But, mm. uh, yeah. Mm. Hmm. And that's it for me. Oh, I did uh, score some new um, sneakers as well. I was <laughs> deprived on Father's Day. <laughs> uh, excellent. All right. What about you, Adam? Uh, I have pre-ordered the um, Figure Arts Perfect Cell in Perfect Color Edition um, and the new Super Saiyan 2 Gohan from Figure Arts, so they'll get added to the collection when they come out. Other than that, um, I have purchased... Um, Secondhand dollies, um, <laughs> as in actual dollies, for uh, an upcoming horror costume party in which I will be making a human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> That's just terrifying. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and and hope that it doesn't get me pulled out of a, a lineup while I'm going through um, an airport. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> uh, well, I had a uh, I had a bit of a win. Uh, it's my mother-in-law's birthday uh, early next week, and uh, she's a, a saint. Um, I'm really quite lucky in the, in those terms, and uh, it's quite interesting because she's a, a very well presented woman who um, is a, a retired nurse. Uh, and you know a, a matron type nurse, nurse that you know doesn't take any crap. And but one thing that I've always found very amusing about her is that she's a huge fan of Alf. If you remember the the TV show from the mid '80s with the, uh, the alien life form, the brown dude who had a thing for cats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so she's a, a big fan. And in my travels, I actually came across uh, an original Alf um, plush doll. So it's about sort of, um, I don't know, it'd be about 18 inches tall. It's got like the original sort of tag, you know, from 1986, etc. Mm. So I thought, oh, that's just, uh, it was in good shape considering that it's one of those things that, you know, often gets slobbered on and chewed on by kids mm. and pets and whatnot. But uh, this one was in really, really nice condition. So I picked that up and gave that to her today and she loved it and she found it very amusing. So... So when you, when you say a fan, does she have like all the DVDs and? I actually stuff? don't think she's even aware it's on DVDs. Oh, yeah. So, so um, but she said you know somewhere in a box in the garage, she's got some VHS tape <laughs> with the assorted episodes on it. So. Is she like everyone else and angry how the series ended? Oh well, yeah, it wasn't a wasn't mm. a win, was it? And then they, from memory, they came back a year later with none of the original cast members except yeah, except yeah. the uh, except yeah. Alf. From memory, but yeah. you talk about viral marketing for that. Um, obviously, no internet and everything back then. What they would do in the build-up to that show was just show Alf's legs in oh, the commercials, yeah. Yeah. and they would say, "Oh, there's a big new show coming up. What what's it going to be?" And they'd just show yeah. the legs doing stuff yeah. all over the house. But you know that show is um, quite filthy and quite uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over kids' heads. When you go back and watch it, it was. Um, yeah. It was a genius show. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when he, they tried to sort of make a bit of a comeback and he had that kind of talk show? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do remember that. That was, yeah, and he's animated. And yeah, animated. I remember that. It was back on his planet. Yeah, and Mel Mac. Yeah. 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 Ah, good times. Huge good times. fan of that show. Probably uh, a good thing we don't have Eddie on the, the show. <laughs> oh, there they go. Grandpa's talking about well, There was a um, There's a Ben Stiller movie based on the guy who actually played Alf. Um, but they can't use the likeness for Alf or anything in the actual movie. Oh, of course not. And they just show what a, what a, like he was a bit of a prick to everyone behind the scenes and, um, was high on coke most of the time when he was, uh, when he was doing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's a really good movie. Ben Stiller from, uh, when he first started out, I think. Oh, yeah, you know, it's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's excellent. Mm. All right. <laughs> Ah, uh, good times, good times. <laughs> and next week, you know, join us and we'll talk about Knight Rider and <laughs> Battlestar Galactica and how in um, Buck Rogers, you know, when they're in the hangar bay, you could see all the crates and barrels that were left over from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, mm. Yes. All right. Well, if no one has any other items to report, we'll cut to a nifty soundbite and be back with our discussion topic of the week. You can make them fly or jump or crash or walk. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. Each sold separately. Superman, Batman, Incredible Hulk. You can make them do their thing. Even make Spider-Man slide down a string. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. Well, we're doing that thing again where we have different people doing a segment on the show than the people you've just been listening to. So no, your uh, podcast player hasn't skipped around to a previous episode. Uh, it's Scott here, and tonight I have the lovely Eddie with me. Hello. Say hello, lovely Eddie. <laughs> hello. So now we can't really do banter because it's already happened, but I am before we start our uh, toy breakdown, I am going to ask you how you are. I'm good. I'm going good. I've just been away for the weekend for a Bucks party and just gotten back and very relaxed and chilled. Nice. Uh, How are you for, doing? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm uh, traveling for work and I'm in doing the recording in the hotel thing with a brand new travel mic setup. My wife is like, how many microphones does one person need? But <laughs> I'm like, it's my hobby. She's like, no, toys are your hobby. You can't collect toys and microphones. Anyway. It, was, it wasn't expensive. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we our job tonight is to do the discussion topic, which is a toy breakdown. That's where more than one person has the same toys, and so we talk about them together. And uh, tonight we're, we are doing a toy breakdown uh, from a company that I haven't bought anything from for ages, and that is Mattel. Um, now, you've, you have bought more Mattel recently than I have. Um because you're still yeah, I've actually yeah. yeah, I've still got most of. In fact, I think I've got everything from the multiverse line this year as well. Wow! So the the oh, DC yeah. multiverse line is the kind of sad uh, cousin um, successor of the long lost and lamented DC universe classics. So when that finally um, ended, the DC multiverse line. Uh, took over and it's had various incarnations the idea being hey we can do you know stuff from 
anywhere because you know the DC universe is a multiverse. But in reality, it, up until now, it's been pretty much all either New Fifty Two or movie stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, with a you know, bit of video game. Oh, and video, oh, video game stuff. <laughs> um, which you know, definitely, all those properties have got their fans and people that collect those things, and that's great. You know, I'm wearing the firmly classic collector hat, so. I haven't bought a DC figure from Mattel since DC Universe Classics ended, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Uh, but you've been buying – you buy all the things, don't you? Yeah, I buy other things. I was trying to think about this the other day. I think I just really I, – I am a bit of a Mattel apologist and do have a soft spot for I just really like the plastic that they use and their joints and figures just generally do have good hand feel to me. So I'm a bit more forgiving good than hand feel. Some more. Wow. Yeah. Let's yeah. Add that to the lexicon hand feel. I, I like, uh, yeah, good hand feel. And this year I've been, although the uh, variety of characters isn't the greatest in depth into the DC universe, they have started getting more back into the comic properties in six inch form. This year, which oh, for sure. has excited me the most for this line than I have been in a while. For sure. Um, I'm not a Mattel apologist, um, but I you know, do think that we often, you know, we talk about in ideals from a, a position of ignorance of not knowing everything that happens behind the scenes. And I do, I was actually thinking about this today that, you know, the, the, kind of odd hodgepodge of characters that make up multiverse to me is something that no one with carte blanche to do what they wanted would put together. Um, There's a lot of fingers in this pie um, and a lot of pressures to, you know, represent various things. So um, I think the fact that we have these two figures we're reviewing tonight, which is the Dark Knight Returns, Batman and Robin, um, which are classic comic representations, uh, is something that should not be taken for granted. Um, you know, d- despite the, yes, you know, it's got the Dark Knight label on it, etc. cetera. Um, this is uh, vintage, really, um, mm. as far as comics go. Um, so, you know, hats off to Mattel for um, achieving that. Um, so, if we start with packaging, the multi, multiverse figures have a very standard sort of package, that, which is the window box thing. Um, there is some nice character art on these, actually. Yeah, they tend to take right from the comics for uh, at least the comic-based ones hmm. on it, which is very nice. And it definitely evokes that great Frank Miller feel from them. Absolutely. The... Uh, I would have to call the um, the packaging collector friendly uh, because you could uh, take these out and put them back in if you wanted. But as we've discussed recently with six inch figures, uh, the vacuum formed plastic around them is pretty vacuumed. Yeah. Yep. Uh, your Mattel's definitely um, going really deep in their packaging. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, it's the way that it's formed. I would assume, um, mm. you know, I, I would imagine that this is done by machine, not by someone sitting there and pressing it in. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does make it, you know, the, uh, Robin in particular, um, you know, I thought, oh, I don't think I'm going to be putting that one back in, <laughs> but yeah. I'd finally gotten it out of the plastic. And uh, this is part of a wave of six 
that includes pieces for a collection connect new 52 dark side uh it's not <laughs> doomsday doomsday uh, yeah doomsday um which i think is kind of a hilarious um up yours to all the people that you know wanted a classic collect and connect doomsday and never got one and then only have a dc universe classics one if they've paid ridiculous amounts of money for it um mm. will you be collecting the rest of these to make a new 52 doomsday I might have already. Oh. So I'm still, I haven't got the Lex and the Mutant yet, but they are okay. in my pre-order list. And I've got my Superman, Doomsday, and Supergirl on my way to me. Oh, very uh, good. Yeah. yeah very good. Um, I'll be sticking just to these two. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, it was actually, you know, I, I uh, as I was opening these and, um, photographing them, and you can see the photos of our actual in-hand items on our Facebook page. Um, the it did make me nostalgic for the DC Universe Classics days, um, for sure. You know, I've divested myself of all of what well, most of my kind of DC direct DC collectibles, um, six-inch figures. All I've got left is the DC Universe Classics. You know, which is a lovely but still feels kind of incomplete collection. Um, but, you know, it is nice to kind of feel like I've actually added a couple more to that. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk Batman first. Why don't you take the lead and tell us what you like about this Batman? I really like this Batman. I'm going to put my cards on the table. Uh, this guy might be one of my favorite figures of the year so mm. far. So he is based off, for those who are unfamiliar with the Dark Knight uh, figures that they've done before for DC Classics, uh, they've actually used the Masters of the Universe classic buck to give him that sort of bulk that Frank Miller draws. And you might not realize it with this guy that he's still using that buck at a very base level, but he's got sort of like a rubber armor over the chest piece. And if you were to rip that off, it's glued in place. You would find the sort of He-Man uh, six-pack and um, uh, pecs underneath in there as the base of the buck. Oh. Uh, and then all the rest of the limbs and that on him are actually new sculpts, uh, including what would be on the Motu buck, the loin piece, but uh, the covering of the crotch, that's just a new uh, rubber sculpt piece. But they've used that base of a buck to uh, build... Uh, and we should say, too, this is the armoured Batman from the end of the comic book when he's fighting Superman. And it really does give him that. Yep. Yeah, very, yep. very old spoilers for very both the comic spoilers. and the animated film and yep. uh, the recent kind Superman Batman. Me, yeah. And, yeah, I think everyone knows the story <laughs> by now. Um, but it is a classic moment in the book and they have captured it. Uh, perfectly here and I know there have been a couple of statues but I think this might be the first uh, figure based on the comic book armor that's ever been done yes I think you're right the, the there definitely has been a recent DC collectibles statue um, with uh, Batman and Superman with the armor um, and uh, the, I think there's been another statue I think Kata Bikia maybe did something yes yeah I think you could be right um, I think you could be right, but I'm, I think this you know, could be the first figure. I'm sure if we are wrong, someone will let us know. Um, I know that DC Direct did Dark Knight Returns figures, and we've had a couple of different 
Batman. I think same figure, but different color decos, but I'm pretty sure they never got around to doing the armor. Um, so yeah, quite, quite fun. Um, one thing that I was a bit surprised on with this, and I don't know if this is just my figure or, or this is the actual toy, but d- does your figure have waist articulation? Like, can you rotate it at the waist? Uh, yep. Ah, uh, okay. Figures got a bit of a stuck. Well, I think, yes. I mean, I suppose, oh, there you go. Hello. You know when you kind of think, oh, I don't <laughs> want to keep twisting this yeah. in case it then snaps off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought, I'll just ask Eddie. So... There you go. Okay. Oh, now I like this figure so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> Was he stuck on an awkward angle too? Slightly, I generally find when it, yeah, that ever so slightly skew with to the left, and I was like, "This is driving me crazy." But it was really stuck, and I did have quite a go with it. And then I thought, "I'm just going to stop now in case this comes apart in my hands," and um, I cry. And uh, yeah, th- there's some really nice texture in this. The um, the the texture on his kind of I don't know his vest almost looks kind of padded or yeah it would just yeah. yeah his Kevlar vest or whatever it would like, be okay yeah yeah for sure mm. um so it's got some nice you know sort of texture in that I I really like the sculpting of this um, one um, sculpting slash articulation point I actually really love on it is his elbow how you get the elbow joint there, but it slides up in underneath the gauntlet so it doesn't yes. connect or run through and gives you that nice look when it's up. I really yeah. like that. Well, also the uh, – because something I love with this is the feel of the Kevlar vest. Like you can feel it's a separate piece. Um, and often these sort of, I guess, design um, you know, things and, and, and sculpts can make a figure that looks fantastic but then is really restricted in its motion, whereas this, despite the armor, has got quite a good, um, you know, circle of rotation for the arm. Um, you can raise it, you can bend his arms, etc., without uh, running into too much interference. So I was really impressed with that. Yeah, and no, I really like that you can get him in a lot of positions but it never – uh, overly shows the articulation yep. uh, underneath there. And, yeah, the armor definitely doesn't hinder it no. uh, at all. No. Now, um, I do wonder, though, so the Dark Knight's universe flash that they've got uh, coming out, I think, next year, uh, comes with a Bruce Wayne head. Oh. And I would assume it would go on this guy, but I've – haven't uh, had a lot of luck sort of pulling on his head to pop it off Motu style. <laughs> it does feel uh, very tight. <laughs> I, I haven't done that yet. Does yours have a, a kind of loose head that can pop or is it on? Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's loose. It's definitely got a good circle of rotation, but, again, I'm not going to um, tempt fate by trying Do to pop that. it off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost tempted to pick up another one just to <laughs> try and pop off and have it there for the body for when that head uh, um, comes out. The other thing that, that I absolutely love about this sculpt is the soles of his boots. Um, yes. It, they are absolutely amazing like little spike things that, uh, like, I, I'm really surprised that they actually went to all the effort of doing it. Yeah, it's a great detail uh, that they've done straight out of the books, and it's something that – 
not too many would probably notice if it wasn't there, but the fact mm. that it's there uh, really makes it work. Now, they're not pointy sharp like they uh, would be on the actual armor. Mm. Uh, they're rounded off at the edges, which gives me very much – I don't know if they have them in the US, but you know the, like, massage thongs that they used to have here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever I'd, seen those. In, I, I probably should say massage flip-flop. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. right now are going, hmm, sounds interesting. <laughs> Tell me more about these massage thongs. <laughs> yeah. Don't get too excited, boys. No. Yeah. Um, yeah it's and really cool. how's it, the paint on yours? Uh, so the paint overall is good. The yellow paint on his belt has actually got a couple of either gray splotches or dings in it. It's quite strange because it uh, well the the um belt is actually not a separate piece it is cast on his uh lower torso crotch piece and so i'd say it's cast in the gray and then the yellow is painted and yellow is always a very difficult color to paint over like to to, to you know, paint over another color and I can definitely see the gray coming through um, on mine. So that is not great, but everything else is pretty good. I did see um, when I bought this, there were a couple where the paint lines between the flesh of his face and his mask were not very neat, but mine is fine. What about yours? My face is near perfect. I'm actually quite happy with my, I love They've sort of given like a pearl shine on the teeth. Mm, mm-hmm. There's different white to the yeah. white of the eyes. Uh, but, yeah, the belt's my major one. It's fairly neat in the front. There's a lot of the bottom of the pouches have been mispainted uh, on the back, though. But on his – it would be his left leg where you've got uh, the uh, sort of bat fin uh, pieces coming off his – uh, shins there looks like they spilt some yellow paint and then have kind of washed it off i've got a very light yellow sort of rinse running over those little three gauntlet prongs oh. uh, which is a bit annoying uh, it's nothing you could have seen in package but i might need to see if there's a, something i can rub over that to get rid of it or clear because it does look a little nasty or funky looks yeah. like he's been left in a puddle or something there but apart from that he's fairly good all the way around and i imagine that wouldn't be a common problem over uh any of the others i'd say it's just mine that's hit that yeah um so the one there's one glaring thing with this figure for me and that is that uh he comes with a gun Mm. um and he comes with a hand that cannot hold that gun in any decent looking way it's interesting. I actually find I don't mind it when you're looking at it from uh, the top of the hand. So um, if you're looking on the opposite side to the palm, but when you're yeah. looking at it in the palm, yeah, it looks – Yeah. But that, I mean, he's got these you, – You'd be in trouble. Yeah, he's got these, you know, giant paws, and mm. then this tiny little – um, handle and there's no way and just the way that it's I don't understand 
I don't understand <laughs> how these things happen. Um, it, okay, just, it's, it's almost like the uh, figure and the gun were sculpted separately. Yes. And then they're like, oh, how are we going to – you've got a quick – but just quickly re-sculpt the hand so it can hold this gun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even like the, the other thing I think that's kind of odd is that um, it's the left hand, um, you know, and even in the promo, even in the artwork on the box, he's holding it out, you know, pointing it with his right hand. Um, but it's actually the left hand that is the one that can holdish hold it. Um, it's just, it's so bizarre. And I, like I don't the the amount of times that we talk about this, where it's either like, hey, he's got an accessory, but he has no hands that can hold it, or, um, you know, he's got an accessory, but it doesn't fit into these hands, or blah blah blah, whatever. Um, and we have that here, uh, you know, with both of these figures, um, in in different forms. <laughs> it's just I just don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It is. I mean, there's, you can't. Why yeah. does that happen? What? It's, I think like it's right. across lines. It's across different things. So totally, it's not a specific company issue. It's I think it yeah. must be that the the sculpting you know either doesn't happen by the same people or sometimes the weapons are an afterthought. Um, we know that a lot of stuff gets uh, proof of concept level but then they don't have the money for the tooling and so accessories drop out etc um and hands but i mean th these in particular uh, i don't think these hands have come from anywhere i think that these were sculpted for this figure don't you yeah no they're brand yeah. new they so then why on earth are they not suited to holding the weapon that he comes with no idea <laughs> why not um the uh, but look, I mean, I don't really care. I think this is such a great figure. I don't need him to hold the gun. Um, you know, I mean, it's still you can you can definitely fudge some poses where the ridiculousness of it isn't quite so obvious. Um, in the same way that they've managed to do that with the promo figures for this. Um, the and also in the promo figures for this, the gun is actually it's the same gun. But the little bar in between the two handles is not there. And that would actually make a difference to this not looking quite so ridiculous. Um, so, I don't know. Anyway, that's my niggle on this figure. Mm. I really like it. I think that the... Um, I, I'm really impressed by the range of movement and the posing that you can do with this because often with a bulky figure like this, it would, uh, you know, not be as easy. And he's pretty sturdy. The little foot spikes are quite long, and they do make him a little bit less uh, secure than he would be on the ground. Um, but I still have, you know, achieved quite a few different poses when I was taking photos. I was quite mm -hmm. impressed. I would have loved some ankle articulation, though, in yeah. terms of, like, swivel and pivots yeah. just to help stabilize him a bit. Yeah. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, let's move on and talk about the other figure, which is Robin. Now, if you haven't read Dark Knight Returns, then uh, if you're not looking at the photos, then you won't realize that we are talking about uh, a girl Robin. Mm. Yeah. Carrie Kelly. Carrie Kelly. Yes. Jinx. Absolutely. Jinx. <laughs> now, I did love going through our photos that we put up on Facebook because we did them separately. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell we're both fans of A Dark Knight because uh, we 
posed her in the exact same position sitting on Batman's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was a no-brainer. Um that and yeah. actually that was kind of right at the end and I thought, "Oh, I wonder if." And then I'm like, "Yeah, you can." I don't yeah. know whether that was by design or etc. But one thing that I noticed, so th- you know, this um figure, one thing that really struck me was this is a smaller uh buck and I think the arms and legs have probably come from that smaller male buck that they um, did, but we never actually never got a smaller female buck in the DC universe classics. Um, and they, they kind of chopped and changed a bit. Like they had a couple of um, figures that were at this smaller scale, but then they were really small, like the original kid flash, etc. cetera. Um, so this is quite interesting. I'd say there's a little bit of borrowing from other places here to make this figure as well as then some obviously new tooling as well. Yeah, I haven't been able to work out if they're from anything where they would actually be from. I was actually thinking they might have used pieces from the Wily Kit and Wily Cat from the Thundercats license that I talked about uh, a couple of episodes oh, ago. Goodness. but. Um, comparing them, they're completely different. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't them at all. And if it's anything, it's the legs. Mm-hmm. Um, they might potentially be from somewhere, but uh, or even potentially maybe the feet were used on that sort of golden age style Robin that came later uh, in classics. But apart from that, I think it's all new. <laughs> okay. So from. From your photos, I can see right away that you have managed to do something that I could not accomplish, and that was to get her to hold her slingshot. Um, <laughs> her, she's got this right hand. Oh gosh, it's really terrible. I think the the, the right hand on the club figure, hand. The club hand. It's just they look. They're yeah. Just oh, now, help. Yeah. Now you say accomplish. I say barely managed. Okay. Um, now I was wondering whether I might have had a mismolded hand. <laughs> I was going to see how yours was, but sounds like yours might be kind of worse yours, because yeah, yours looks better than mine. Mine, the hole in the hand to hold a weapon is kind of like a cone shape going in at an angle, mm-hmm. uh, and then at the bottom of the fist, it's just a solid green there's nothing it's almost as if the drill that was meant to go through the hand Mm -hmm. didn't get all the way through so i was thinking i had a spawn figure once that had a mismangled hole uh in the hand so i was thinking it might have been that yeah wow as opposed to is that like incorrectly mangled well in spawn they're mangled because of all the distortion that's going on so it was mismangled yeah Yeah, that was a mismangled oh i understand okay yeah that's Um, an old spawn there's like three people laughing at that (laughs) Uh, so I, it, it's so disappointing because this the slingshot, you know, is obviously what well, I would think a new accessory. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the you know, so they've gone to all that effort, and then and there's so many poses that you could accomplish, you know, with this. It was I was like, oh, this is great, and then the handle of the slingshot is actually quite flimsy. So the combination of the hole in the um, hand not being kind of properly drilled out and then the handle being so weak means – like, I mean, I can get mine in, um, but 
it just looks silly because it doesn't look like she's actually holding it properly. Um, you know, I've managed to do a better job now with a little bit more force, but yeah. Can I say to actually hate the sculpt of the slingshot? It looks like it's out of the Simpsons Playmates line. Oh yeah, like it's, it's a bit just it looks the weird. thick rubber band and yeah, yeah, it looks yeah. Weird. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to give them props for actually doing it, but yeah, no, it looks weird. Um, the the arms on this figure, I think, are really strange. The way that they've done like that, you know, her sleeves, and then she's got a bit of flesh, and then the joint in a really untidy way. And again, at first I was like, I'm not sure if these even bend, like if I can move them, I, can, I was able to, but I find the, the structure of it really odd. Um, and I, we're not going through this very sequentially, but and I've also got, <laughs> while I'm complaining about the arm joints, I've also got really bad um, paint on this. There's green, kind of all through her elbow joints. Um, yeah. Yours are like that, but. It's... No, I've got that too. That's something with, like, I'm pretty sure the arms are green and then they've got the oh, yeah. flesh paints on either end. And I think yeah. the joints actually rubbing on the side and creating the green, if that, like, it's picking bits of that flesh color off. Yeah. And that's you know, the actual coming through. I w- if I could find out who the original person was that had the idea that, Hey, you know, we don't need to paint all these things properly. Let's just cast it in a color and then paint over it. Uh, I would go back in time and smother them in their cot. Seriously. Also the ones that are like, let's paint over a moving joint. Like (sighs) where all the wear and tear is going to be inside. Let's, let's paint over that joint rather than just molding it in the plastic. Yeah. Cause that's going to work out. (laughs) Um, what do you think of the head sculpt? I like the head sculpt. It's not a hundred percent there. There's, there's something with the glasses from mm. the side angle that just don't yeah. quite connect. Cause you can see it on the box art. Her glasses were sort of semi see-through and there was certain panels where it would be a solid color for artistic reasons, but doesn't quite hold up on other angles as much for me, particularly, yeah, on the side. And she's got one of those hairstyles that would kind of change depending on what angle you're looking at her from in the panel. And so looking at her on her right side just looks a bit weird and awkward too, but that would be something that's hard to capture in 3D. Yeah, I think that the um, DC Direct version of this has a much nicer head sculpt um the it's you know it's got the um see-through glasses i don't think it's perfect either because i can see Mm. what they've tried to accomplish here which is that green you know kind of tint to her glasses um which the which you know she was often drawn with um and you know, I don't mind it. I actually, I don't, I think this, the front on view is actually quite good, but the side view is just really strange. Mm. Um, the left hand side in particular, because it's kind of boxy and weird. Um, this, this figure, like, I think it much better on, um, without being closely inspected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Cause it is really fun and it does, you know, it does, um, I, I think huge props to Mattel for doing this. Um, but yeah, the, 
it do, it definitely to me does not bear up to the DC direct um, version of this character. Yeah, and I actually find it quite good if because I've been picking up all these Dark Knight figures so far. Um, I love her in the display of them, mm. but I don't know if she's one I would recommend picking up by herself. Particularly like there's I don't know if you've. Uh, been into the comic store that's named after a Greek mythical creature in our local town. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're asking uh, $60 for her. Uh, what? Which, for this figure? Yeah, yeah. And that might be, I think it's like 60 something for this figure. I don't even, I don't even think it might, might, yeah, it might even be over 60. It's not. Yeah. Uh, for, for people is, that, don't know what we're talking about. This is a store in the center of Melbourne that is not a comic book store. It is a pop culture store and their prices are uh, that they have a lot of kind of tourist traffic and, you know, walk by traffic. It's not really, um, you know, a collector's store. I don't think Um, that. So you go, I go in there to see things in person that I wouldn't get a chance to see otherwise before I go online um, and then go buy it for half of the price somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can get lucky. Sometimes I don't yes, know if absolutely. they know what's being priced, but then other times it's like, that's a weird, like even at the lowest the dollar's been during exchange and all that, I can't see no. how that value. And that would be the type of thing as a store you'd think like, well, if that's what we're going to have to charge for it, that just might not be worth stocking on. But, but, the, the bizarre thing is that these figures are, you know, uh, also for sale at our you know, new major pop culture chain for twenty eight dollars Australian. Yeah, which is where I got mine. Um, you know, it's insane. Yeah. Please tell me you didn't pay sixty dollars for this. I did not. I did not. I I, I paid. I think it was thirty five each because I had these. Um, ordered elsewhere, and because we really haven't been seeing much to the multiverse till recently, no, all of a sudden we've been flooded. Zing was but, a huge shock. Yeah, yeah. I just walked and, in and I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I know there are some people now trying to backtrack for the Superman and Blue Batman and the um, Son of the Bat art wave, but that was a, uh, I think it was Walmart exclusive around the time, uh, the beginning of the year, and now. They're starting to shoot up uh, a fair bit online, and I think, yeah. So it's, um, but yeah, this second half of the year, multiverse seems to be really hitting again down here because we've had a lot of the movie ones turn up at Toys R Us and Sing as well. Yep, yep. Um, The saving grace of the slingshot is that she does have a holder for it on her belt, so that's where mine will have place it. Um, seeing as I can't kind of get it properly into her hand. And even when I get it in, it doesn't look... I like great. the idea of that, but the sculpt of the slingshot just looks weird sitting in that holster spot. It, I just... Yeah, yeah. It's such a part of the character, though. Like, so it's... Yeah. You know, it's not like some... You know, I'm not big on accessories. Some I'm happy to just kind of chuck into the black hole box of things never to be matched up again. Um and but this one, I feel like that's you know the character needs it. So yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So look, I, I do want to say again, hats off to Mattel for bringing these out. Um, obviously, you know, there's a uh, that's riding on 
all of the movie stuff in in name, etc. Um, but it, they're definitely not phoned in by any means. Like you know, for figures made for retail, um, there there is actually quite a bit of detail in it. The the armored Batman, I think, is just fantastic. Um, it is a really, really great figure, and I'm, you know, I wasn't really on the hunt for these, um, just because Mattel is kind of out of my um, mind now, you know, post-traumatic stress and all that. <laughs> um, but I'm really glad that this actually uh, came about because, and that I saw these. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think I need. The other figures, like I'm, I, I like Dark Knight, but it's not like you know a huge thing for me. Um, I think I'm happy with just these two, and to me, they're very much just an addition to my um, DC Universe Classics collection, and I'm glad to have them. Yeah, I, you know, I, I love Dark Knight. It's my favorite book of all time, so mm. I'm buying them all. I got the Mutant and Joker and uh, Flash and Wonder Woman. I think still to come yeah it is great that they are um doing so many of these um you know like that that it is really exciting uh and if you um can't get enough of dark knight returns merchandise the classic stuff then there is also animated figures coming out as well Mm. there's a yeah there's a um batman robin and mutant leader in the animated style um, coming out, uh, I don't know when. I think it's later this year. I think it's close. I think it's like October or November. Oh, they're, they're around. And then it's one of the best episodes too. Michael, I can, Michael Ironside doing the voice. Which was, oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, very good. Well, look, I reckon we've talked enough. Um, yeah. You know, we, we could talk forever, but people probably wouldn't want to listen to it. So we will say um, thank you, Mattel. Um. Oh wait! I just think Mattel. <laughs> Hold me, Eddie. I'm scared. Yeah, that's okay. I'm I'm the Mattel apologist. This is where I'm meant to. Oh, okay. And run through. Oh, you're having a bad effect on me. Yep. Okay. This is my. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really happy, and uh, I'd love to see them. Uh, you know, try and just do a little bit more in the classic comic space for those of us that haven't quite. Uh, shaken the DC Universe Classics bug. Well, hopefully uh, these ones sell and they get inspired to do more. Absolutely. More. And with the with the films becoming bigger and bigger too, hopefully that inspires more comic-based stuff to hit the shelves again. Yes, please. Happen with Marvel. Hopefully it happens. It, anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but right now I think that we will um, let feedback happen and we will hand back to Ben and the gang. Mm-hmm. See ya. Bye. Bye. Spider-Man's getting ready to rumble. Oh no, it's Doc Ock, Venom, and the Green Goblin. Fantastic action coming up. Take that, Green Goblin. Bam! Must get out of Venom's trap. Quack! Time to get out of here. Catch you later, Doc Ock. Brand new Spider-Man action figures. Out now. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at 
podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. And uh, I've got a quick one. I'm going to do a quick shout-out to uh, Bill Murphy, who, if you don't know Bill Murphy, he is from uh, Fresh Monkey Fiction and has had a couple of uh, successful Kickstarters and he's got one currently at the moment that you might want to check out and it is Eagle Force. And uh, Eagle Force is a bit of a relaunch of that uh, 80s, you know, um, attempt to capture the G.I. Joe magic. And, yeah, this is uh, – it's got about a month to go and they're not far off their 150000 uh goal. And it's actually pretty cool. There's some good stuff here. These are four-inch figures that uh, I think, you know, if you – can uh, read the, uh, the the subtext of um, what's going on here. They fit in extremely well with your G.I. Joe figures. Mm. And there's some pretty groovy stuff happening here. Well, what's interesting, they've got the Remco uh, badging on there as well. Yeah, yeah, he's obviously pursued the, uh, mm. the rights, etc. But, yeah, there's a, a crap load of figures, and they've actually got some pretty groovy um, packs as well. So, obviously, with this sort of thing, they've got some generic figures and uh, you can get uh, army builders and uh, you can pledge to buy sets of assorted army builders which is very cool so yeah go check out what bill's doing on kickstarter and uh, yeah maybe you want to help them out all right chaps well guess what that's it that's it that's it over and done with hooray i might have some marvel legends to talk about uh, in the near future oh I can join you on two of them with that yeah. conversation. So. <laughs> Very good. All right. Mm. All right, chaps. All well, right. John's not here to ask you to uh, please uh, <laughs> spay and neuter your pets, so uh, I'll do that on his behalf. Mm. Um, and uh, Eddie often refers to going on a good journey. And yeah. beyond that, we All shall right. catch you same time next week. Indeed. Good evening. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. Dead easy, isn't it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's just, it's all done by smoke and mirrors. Is it? Or are you going slowly mad? <laughs> it's right. <laughs> it's right. <laughs>